Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello, everybody. We are here live with you. I am bringing my friend Karen Izell here to talk about the sexy world of health insurance. Because ultimately, I don't care if you think it's sexy or not, you need it and you need to know about it. And I am here to tell you it is a reality when you quit your nine to five, that there are some things you have to figure out and put in place. And the reason that I am inviting Karen here tonight is she was an absolute angel to me when I realized I had to figure this out. Like I'm quitting my job. What am I going to do? And Karen came to the rescue because she has a lot of experience with this. She's done it for herself a couple of times. She has a long career in HR and certainly knew how to navigate her way through what I needed to do with health insurance. And so on that very call, I said, Karen, this has been so helpful and so amazing. Would you please come talk to my group about it? And she generously and graciously said yes. And here she is. So Karen, welcome. Hi, thank you. It's so nice to be here. Yes, it is so nice to have you here, to see your beautiful smiling face, and to know how much people will benefit from having this conversation. Because here's the thing, and I know you and I talked about this when we first chatted, health insurance is the thing that's like the dun, dun, dun. Like if you are thinking of doing anything in the entrepreneurial world, I think the first question people ask is, what are you going to do about health insurance? I see. Yes. (laughs) It reminds me of when I went vegan and everybody was like, what are you going to do about protein? Yeah. I was like, well, it turns out it's in every freaking food that we eat and protein is not just in meat. And so I'm going to be just fine. And I found myself having that. People were like, what are you going to do about, you're quitting your job. What about health insurance? And I was like, it turns out they sell it. it." (laughs) They do. Yes, they do sell it. Simple as that. I, I agree. I think that, you know, especially in the U.S., health insurance is so closely tied with employment, like regular employment, having a nine to five job that we're just accustomed to think of it that way. It's not that it's not that case in other countries. Um, and there are a lot of people, entrepreneurs, others who buy their insurance on their own. So it should definitely not be what keeps us in nine to five jobs. As you mentioned, I was an employee for years. I was an HR executive, but I was an employee at the same time. So that was one of my considerations too when I left employment was now, what do I do? turns out it's easy. It it should definitely not be what keeps you stuck in employment. I mean, there are certainly a lot of considerations. Health insurance is just one of the boxes you have to check. It's not the deciding factor at all. (laughs) And I think that's a great point that you make because it ends up people sell out in the name of like compromising their dreams because of what you said. It's so closely tied to your job that like, I mean, it's been a conditional belief my whole life. I grew up thinking you get a good job and it gives you two things like benefits, which include your health insurance and a retirement package. 
-hmm. And you're never going to survive in life if you don't have those two things. So you need to get a good job and keep it forever. And if you do happen to switch, you better make sure everything rolls over and you get the same benefits. And it's like, it always felt so restricting and so limiting to feel like, oh, so once I choose a job, I'm stuck with it because God forbid I need to like figure any of this out on my own. And it was just such a, to have that conversation with you, I was like, oh, this is keeping it so light and easy that like, I don't have to sacrifice my dreams Not at all. I have to buy my own health insurance. Not at all. And I think, you know, we forget that there are so many people out there who don't who don't have a traditional kind of employer that provides health insurance. So, I mean, this option's always been available to us, you know, leave employment and get your own benefits. But it's, so it's part of setting yourself up for success for the future. Certainly. I mean, you don't want to go without health insurance. There's some regulations around that. It's also just financially kind of risky. So you want to make sure that you're protected and taken care of, and you can do the same kind of thing with retirement as well, but it shouldn't tie you to anything. And, and for those of us who have, for myself, I finally come to the conclusion that just traditional Monday through Friday employment is not for me any longer. I mean, it was for a long time. It's no longer for me. Like I just can't, yeah, I can't imagine. It's been about six years now and I can't imagine going back. Like I kind of get lightheaded when someone, you know, says, Oh, so-and-so is recruiting for, you know, senior VP of HR. I think, Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no, no. I just Don't can't do- imagine. So yeah. if, if really there were only this one way to do insurance through regular employment, I'd be at a lot of us would be out of luck. And it's just, it's not that way. It doesn't have to be. I think it was a selling point a long time ago. That was a great way to position themselves for like why you would want to get a job and keep it forever. Like you get good. It's, it's a great opportunity for the people that nine to five is for, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to knock it as if getting a job that has health benefits and and a retirement package is a bad thing. It's not. If the job isn't the right fit for you, then right. you're chilling out. It's just like a, yeah. you know, staying in a marriage because like if you're exactly. a woman, your husband has a good job. So you stay in right. a marriage. Because- right. I think it also, it reflects to sort of where the world financially and economically has come, you know, traditionally, like you grew up and got a job and that was the way in which you made money. And there, there was a lot less opportunity to just strike out on your own and, and do your own thing. You know, if you were Henry Ford, you know, you struck off and, you know, did your, but then you employed, you know, hundreds of thousands of people ultimately. So it kind of, you know, having insurance tied to your employment, it kind of reflects where we've come from sort of as a culture in the U S. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's certainly changed in terms of what people look to do for employment and earning money, you know, especially these young kids, you know, who before they're out of high school are already making money online, you know, they're, they have sponsorships and they, you know, their YouTube channels and all that they may never get a regular nine to five job with benefits. And I think they'll be just fine. It's totally well, you possible. Just fine for six years. Nothing. I mean, you lived to tell you left six years ago <laughs> and you're like, I can't imagine ever going back. So like, I, yeah, <laughs> I kept trying to make it work and I, it just was like, I'm done. I can't, you know, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But it really is possible to find your own insurance, you know, and it can look just however you want it to look. It's actually very easy because the woman that you set me up with, I have my list right here of, these are all insurance providers, you guys, that I could choose. There's tons of them. And some of them are so super affordable. And by the way, we're talking to an entire group of health and wellness coaches. So these are people that prioritize health and wellness, that take better care of themselves. So what I'm going to say next is probably not going to be lost on people. And I know I shared this with you before, Karen, but I also haven't been to a doctor in two years. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying that irresponsibly because I have a naturopath, I have acupuncture, I have other things. Well, my acupuncture was actually covered through my insurance, but I have other things that I've been doing for my health and wellness that are my choice, that are my right. way of handling that stuff. I, I'm more right. into holistic care and naturopathy. And so my first thought is, do I even use what I have now? Mm-hmm. And I really don't. And, and again, I'm not, not like I have family members that are doctors. Like I'm not knocking the medical industry. I have plenty of things that I could say about it, but they're great <laughs> when you need them. It's just not my go-to. And so it really made me start to evaluate again, what's a priority for me about having insurance. And, you know, it's having it for things like, God forbid, I, you know, get into a car accident or break a leg or get cancer or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing for the right, right. reasons. I just right. think we as a society have used it for so many things that it doesn't need. Like it's our, it's our bandaid. Right. We have a sniffle right. to go see a doctor. Right. Well, I don't know. What about use some essential oils or hydrate yourself or get some more sleep or, you know, so it's maybe well, again about where my priorities are with it. And I think when you're choosing a plan and this goes for whether you're choosing a plan from your employer, if they op- offer some options, a lot of bigger employers do or whether you're looking at buying your own plan individually, you get to look at what you need. I, I think I mentioned to you on the phone, when I first went off on my own, it felt really important to have the doctors that I was already seeing that I really liked to be mm-hmm. in the network. And so I had my health insurance broker, you know, look at networks and provider lists and all that and figure out, well, I came to the conclusion that the people I wanted to see, they really weren't on any provider lists. Mm-hmm. And the more I really looked at, okay, who am I seeing? most of them aren't. So effectively what I've done is get the plan that provides the appropriate kind of coverage, but I don't worry so much about the networks. I mean, I want like the good hospitals and all that. And most of the, you know, they're all going to cover prescription drugs and all that, but it, it was less and less necessary for me to get the best possible coverage where I had no out of pocket because right. I was going to anyway, because most of my providers were, were not on networks. The other thing to consider is you know, most of my preventive care was not through a traditional, like you said, was not through a traditional medical office. And I, I do see my providers often, but I've, you know, like you, I don't go in for, I do annual exams, but I don't really see somebody on a regular basis. And then last summer I had an injury that required, you know, an emergency room visit in the middle of the night and tons of x-rays and, you know, stitches and lots of drugs. And, and I was really glad that I had health insurance. Because nobody I saw was one of my one of my own naturopath specialists, whatever. So you well, have to have it, but it can look different than you're accustomed to it looking. And I was gonna like, you know, you mentioned something to me a couple of weeks ago when we first talked that really resonated with me. You said just look at what your max out of pocket is, right? So that you know if something catastrophic does happen, yes, what you are going to be out right. for. Right. And then again, I just like to look at how many catastrophic things have I had happen over my life? Like they don't necessarily, I'm not asking for it, but like they don't necessarily happen consistently or all the time. And so I think that's a really, and again, we don't want to bet on things or be too risky with things. Cause like you said, when that happened, God forbid, like, you know, you, something bad happened to you last year and you had to have your x-rays and everything else. You were grateful that you had it. One of the network providers was a really good qualified hospital. Like it was you know, it's the Trump, the regional trauma center. And, you know, I, they were, I felt really well taken care of, but like, I think your point too is in terms of my out of pocket expenses, 
I am fortunate enough. I don't have any like major medical conditions, ongoing chronic conditions. You know, I don't, I, I have family members that do, right. but to me, you know, I'm really fortunate. I mean, I'm really fortunate to be healthy and to not have any conditions that require a lot of ongoing care. And so if I did, however, probably my choices for health insurance would be different. So, you know, like kind of how you use your health insurance is, you know, it's going to be very individual and very personal to each Mm -hmm. person. What do they need? What's the expectation? I mean, none of us expects to get injured in an accident. I mean, I certainly did not I certainly did not expect to have an injury, but I did. They happen, you know, but even then, like that's been the only, I don't think I've ever been in the emergency room other than that. I mean, with somebody else, but not for for myself, you know, you bring up a really good point too, because it's, this is personal for everybody because I also need to acknowledge I'm making decisions for me and only me. I don't have children. I don't, I mean, I wish my dog Cassie could be on my insurance policy. (laughs) Already tried that. Um, she's also got a deduction on my taxes. I tried that too, but I'm making decisions for only me. So it's a little bit easier because I'm in a position where, what do I need? What are my, you know, what is my history with things? And I also understand if you are a mom, especially like a single mom who is the sole provider, right? This is a whole different world for you now because you're looking to provide not just for you, but for your dependents. Right. Still not a reason that you need to give up your dreams. No, not at all. No, it's just, I mean, there, everyone's going to have their own set of criteria for making decisions. I mean, that's all appropriate and you should be that, you know, should be cautious and thorough and ask for help. I mean, you know, one of the, I was just looking at one of Brene Brown's quotes is something about we're, we're not meant to do this alone. This is one of those things. We're not meant to do this alone. It's complicated. It's, you know, it's kind of tedious in places, (laughs) but it's not impossible. And you get to make whatever decision makes, makes sense for you and your, your family, as you say, you know, some people may have a spouse that has the opportunity to buy insurance through their employer. You may have children who need coverage of a particular type, you know, so there's a lot of different things that go into making a decision. But for me, it's, it was, it's also just me. I'm healthy, you know, no chronic conditions. I don't have children that need coverage. I don't have a spouse that has coverage someplace else. So I, I'm kind of free to make my own decision kind of every year, every open enrollment, I'm looking at options. Well, Um, I think we've also started programs in this country specifically because I live in California. I know about the covered California option, but there's also options for you to apply and get assistance and get subsidies with some of this stuff. So if you are a mom who has to, who's responsible for providing this, like what are some of their options, like similar to covered California? So, okay. So let's start at the, at the beginning you may have heard of COBRA. It's kind of an odd name. It's, it's really an acronym for the law that was passed, I think like, gosh, 20 something years ago. And it did a whole bunch of things, unrelated things. But what it did about insurance was to say that if you're covered under your employer's plan and you lose that coverage for some reason, any reason, you get the opportunity to continue that coverage at your own expense for, let's say, 18 months. Mm-hmm. There are some circumstances that it's longer than that, but generally it's 18 months. Mm-hmm. And so that gives, because again, in this country, health insurance has really been tied to employment. This sort of confirmed that that was the case and said, if you leave that employment for any reason or lose that coverage, you can continue 
to get that at your own expense. Mm -hmm. So if you're leaving employment again, voluntarily, you Nicole have, or involuntarily, if you're laid off or something else happens, Mm -hmm. you have, your company is, and you're covered by them. Your company is required to give you notice of the opportunity to enroll in the same plan they are in now Mm -hmm. at your own expense. You've still, you have 60 days to decide and a decision that you make anytime in that 60 days is retroactive to the day your coverage ends. Right. And you, the former employee will pay the premium for that plan, whatever it is. And for most of us, our employer paid a portion of it. And then we paid a portion, Mm -hmm. the whole premium, like those two contributions together, plus 2% Mm -hmm. is what the Cobra premium will be. So it likely will be more out of pocket for the premiums than you're, than you're used to paying. Right. So, and generally you can keep that coverage again, assuming you're, you keep paying for it for about 18 months. Oh, 18 months to keep it. 60 days to make your decision. Correct. 60 days to make your decision, but then you can, you can continue your enrollment in your employer's old plan Mm -hmm. for likely up to 18 months. Right. And then if your employer has open enrollments where you could change plans or add or delete people, whatever you can take place in those, take part in those open enrollment sessions if you choose to. I mean, you can just leave it and stay on the same plan or you can change plans if there's that opportunity. My employers. So like, let's say I am staying with Cobra. So today is the last effective day of my, so I'm giving you guys a real life example here. Right. <laughs> end today and I technically have all of October and all of November to make my decision. If I make my decision in on the 29th of October, it's retroactive back to the first. Correct. Even if I make my decision on November 15th, it's right for all of October right. and right. then all of November. Okay. Right. Now the good part about that, I mean, it's kind of, it's lousy to have to pay premiums for something you haven't used on the good side of that though, is if something does happen, God forbid, and you get into an accident or have an injury or get really sick, you're retroactively enrolling in Cobra will give you coverage for something that already happened. So if, if you were to get ill in, sometime in October, and then you signed up for Cobra November 1st, you'd be covered for any expenses, any medical, regular medical expenses that would have been covered. Otherwise you'll be covered retroactively. So it's retroactive is good and bad, but well, it also I have a that experience with that, where that exact thing happened to me. Yeah. And I had to learn, I don't know if I want to say learn the hard way because it all ended up working out for me. Like everything does. Everything goes <laughs> Back in January of 2014, you all know the story. When I first left teaching to go into sales, it was January 2014, and I had no money. I was so in debt, and I was taking this brand new job in sales where I had to take a 50% pay cut. So when we looked at all of my expenses, and my dad sat down and helped me design a budget so that I could take this job and you know not have any money, he said, "Okay, you don't have any money to spend." but you're also a very healthy person starting February 1st. You don't have any, your coverage, your medical benefits end on January 31st. So starting February 1st till February 28th, you are not covered. You do not play flag football. I was a big athlete back then. You don't (laughs) play football on the beach. You don't play volleyball on the beach. You don't go running or doing any of your things that you do. Yeah. Keep yourself safe. You cannot afford to go to the hospital. I was like, okay, message received. And again, he was right. I was a really healthy person. So it didn't matter. Right. 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 The universe had other plans. And on February 2nd, 
the day after the Super Bowl, it may have been the third, the Super Bowl may have been on the second that year. And it's the third. Either way, he said, starting February 1st, do not get sick, do not get hurt, do not do anything. February 2nd, I wake up and I am like, and by the way, my budget brought me down to $50 a month to spend. That included Ooh. spending on anything. Like if I wanted to go to a movie, if I wanted to go to dinner, if I wanted to go to 7-Eleven to pick like anything, I had $50 to do it with. I wake up and I am so, I just felt awful. And I'm like, well, I can't afford to go to the doctor. So I'm just going to have to figure this out. I'll be fine. Right. And it felt like the beginning of like a UTI. Sorry. We're all health coaches in here. Who cares? Right. right? We've all been there. <laughs> it felt like the beginning of it. And I was like, what is this? What's going on? But like, I'll just go get cranberry juice. I'll just go to CVS and buy those little pills that make your pee orange. It'll all be fine. Right. And in the meantime, my, my roommate, my good friend, Molly is like, Nick, you need to go to the doctor. And I was like, it costs me 50, it was a $50 copay. I said, it cost, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was $20 copay. And I only had $50. I said, it cost me $20 to go to the doctor. I don't, I don't want to spend my $20 at the doctor. I know what this is. It's UTI. She said, I'm telling you right now, you don't want to take your chances with it. I said, I'm good. So this is on Tuesday, you know, my second day of like feeling like crap. Wednesday, it gets even worse. Thursday, I'm all the way down in Orange County doing a training and I am gray. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm the color of my shirt and I don't know it because I'm so freaking delirious. I have no idea what, what way is up. And I walk in oh, and God. I'm just, I'm brand new. Not only do I not have money to go to the doctor, not only do I not have insurance, I don't have any time off. I've just right. did this job. I have no time off. I can't afford to go to the doctor because I can't afford to take time off and I don't have the money to pay him. So I'm in yeah. dire straits. I'm like, I'm not going to the doctor, but I show up and the managers who's supposed to be there. Um, she's training me that day. She goes, you don't look very good. And I said, I'm okay. I better, but I'm okay. And she said, no, I, I want to send you home. Like, I think you should go home and rest. I said, I can't afford to go home. I don't have any time off. And she said, Nicole, just, just go just home. Go. Just, go, <laughs> just go home. So, I mean, I was just, I've never been so sick and the whole way home. I'm like crying. Cause I'm so stressed out about the fact that I'm now missing a day of work, even though I don't think she's going to report it, but like, I don't know. And I honestly feel like I'm dying and I'm crying the whole way home. Oh, bad. I won't tell every detail, but I'll tell the funny ones and I'll, I'll get to the point. But <laughs> I rear end a Porsche on my way home because oh, I was God. so beside myself being stressed out about the fact that oh. they sent me home and I don't have the money for it. This guy has a brand new Porsche. He sells the tags on it. Oh, and no. I am like not paying attention because I'm so in my head. And all of a sudden I just like let my, we were at a, at a red light and I let my, it wasn't bad, but I let my foot off the brake because I saw the light turn green. Well, none of the other traffic in front of me moved. So I like rear end him and I'm, we get out. I've hit his brand new Porsche and I'm crying. Yeah. Yeah. He's consoling me. And he's like, I don't feel very well. I give him my ID. He puts it. He's like, just go home and get some rest. So I go home. I threw up all night long. I threw up all day the next day. I've oh, never gosh. been sick in my life. And my roommate's like, go to the doctor. I was like, I'm good. I'll be fine. <laughs> Finally, by Friday night, she's like, you might be dying. I'm like, I think you're right. And she said, go to the hospital. I said, I'm not going tonight. I go to the emergency room on a Friday night. I'll go in the morning. So Saturday morning, I wake up. I didn't sleep at all that night. I wake up, I go in and I tell the people, I was like, I don't have insurance. I'm in the emergency room, right? I was like, I don't have insurance. And they were like, how did you even get yourself here? Because they're starting to do like the initial, you know, assessments. And I was like, myself, they were like, how? And I was kind of like pretty conscious and decently aware of what was going on. And I was like, I don't know. I just, I drove myself. They could not believe I drove myself. They immediately admitted me because I was septic. Oh God. My whole body was in sepsis. 
whatever you say, my, my yeah. had poison floating through me. And I kept saying, you guys, I can't do this. I don't have insurance. And they were like, yeah, you do. You have insurance. Cause I'd been to that hospital before. Well, long story short, they did think that I had insurance because my other employer, my high school that I taught at never canceled it when I left. Oh. They covered, and my mom was like, quit telling them you don't have insurance. If they think you do, just let them believe whatever they want to believe. Yeah, and they may the figure doctor, it out later, but let them think it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the doctor was like, you know, you, had you not come in now, there's a very good chance you would have died. Like your entire body is poison right now. All of your organs would have started to shut down. Like you're not, not okay. So they put me on dilated. They put me on, you know, like all the things and it still wasn't enough. They, I was in the hospital for seven days. Oh my God. Yeah. They sent me home once and my doc, they, they were like, we're going to send you home. You, you need to go see your doctor though. My doctor saw me and she was like, oh, uh, uh-uh, you are not okay. You're going right back. So what it was is it was a kidney infection that then turned into pancreatitis. It was like, I've never been so sick in my life. And so here I am, I miss work for seven days. I don't get paid for seven days. I have no insurance. They think I have insurance. They just keep telling me, go see all the doctors, go do all the things. So I'm going yeah. through and my mom finally flies out to help take care of me. And my mom's like, again, just go along with it. Like you have insurance. <laughs> it wasn't until about three months later that I started getting all of these bills in the mail to the tune of $85,000 for a girl who has no money in the bank. And all that's a little overwhelming. (laughs) So then what happened is I realized my new insurance started March 1st. So it was just that gap where I didn't have it, but I had been seeing all the doctors throughout March that they told me to, to keep seeing that were under my other insurance. Anyways, I then retroactively had to apply for Cobra and it was past the 60 day point, but they had messed up and never sent me the information and also had never canceled my insurance. So it was able to go through and it was fine. My mom, thank you, mom. I'm she's watching. She's always here watching my live and she's even commenting right now. She's like, and I came from Ohio to help out. My mom took it off my plate. She said, you don't have time to deal with this right now because you started a new job. I mean, I was maxed out on time trying to learn this new job and be trained. So she took, she said, send me all the bills, send me everything. So she took it on with my two different insurances, had to submit to one, submit to this. It was a mess. I'll tell this part of the story because it's, it's really kind of funny right around that time. So I was new to sales. Everybody knows this seven years ago. I was brand new. Didn't know how to sell anything. My mom says, you need to apply for hardship. You have no money to pay some of these bills that are coming through. So you're going to have to go apply for medical hardship. So I go to this office. I apply for medical hardship. But when I pull up to the office, I'm like, my mom gave me the address. I pull up to the office and I'm like, these are the same people I had just met with the week before about buying coffee from me. It was the Cedar sinai billing office. And they were already in meetings with me to buy coffee because that's what I was selling at the time. And then I have to drive up and apply for medical hardship. I was like, this is going to go one of two ways. Either they're going to feel so bad for me that they're going to sign my contract because they're like, this girl obviously needs money. Or they're going to be like, um, how irresponsible is she that she's, you know, and I was like, either way, I don't know what's going to happen, but this is really crazy. They signed my contract. It was fine. I got approved for medical hardship. It was amazing. My mom, thankfully, by the grace of God, handled everything for me. And I got out of that alive and okay. And everything got paid. But it was like, that's why when people talk COBRA and medical insurance, it was kind of a trigger for me for a while. Cause I'm like, yeah. It took me a lot to understand what I went through and how that all worked. I had to learn things that I didn't give a shit about learning because all of a sudden it was necessity is the the motherhood of invention. You know, like I had to 
Right. Learn. Well, and hopefully everyone else's, you know, transition from employment related health insurance to their own doesn't have quite that kind of lesson associated with it. Quite that like no lesson in humility is usually required. You know, like I've, it, usually it's much smoother than that. But it was it's very available for drama back then. So right. I'm sure I manifested that in many ways, but it is what it is. And I learned. Yeah. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. So normally it's much smoother. You actually did it right. It Mm -hmm. just, the timing was unfortunate and that you were so sick. I mean, that's that's terrible. So normally that doesn't happen. But we've all had that thing of like middle of the, you know, with me, my injury in the middle of the night, you know, there's blood everywhere, you know, clearly my finger is broken, like broken, broken. I can't wait till morning. Right. On the phone, my mother was like, just wrap it up. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) I don't think that's medically sound advice coming from an elementary school teacher. Like, I don't think so. (laughs) But like, now there was that moment of like, oh, oh God, what does my insurance cover? Like, which hospitals do I have to go to? You know, and it turns out I planned well unintentionally, but it was the right, you know, it was the right hospital. It was of course a weekend night and there was like everybody and their dog. It was, and it just, because of the nature of my injury, which it wasn't that serious. I mean, you know, I'm fine, but it was more urgent at the moment because it was what it was and, you know, not to be gross and graphic, but so I got like taken right in. Like I was lucky. Everybody else was like, sitting on those chairs for four hours with like some head injury or something like that. And here I am like breezing on through, you know, but normally the transition from employment related health insurance to your own is much smoother than that. So when you leave employment, (laughs) and hopefully you don't get an injury. So Cobra, Cobra has been around for a long time and essentially it just gives you the opportunity to continue health insurance at your cost if you choose to. Some of us, you know, go from one employer to the next and there's no breaking coverage because you're, you know, the coverage of the new place starts before the old one runs out, you know, or you need like a month or two of Cobra. That's totally normal. The thing that's people here talking about now is, um, is ACA or Obamacare. So ACA stands for um, Affordable Care Act's. It's also called Obamacare. So there are people who think those are two separate things and they are not <laughs> the same thing. And ACA provides that each state of the U.S. has to create an exchange through which anyone can buy insurance directly. And the affordable part of that is that depending on your income and family size, there are subsidies that you can apply for. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in theory, if you are leaving your regular employment because you're starting as an entrepreneur, starting your own practice, theoretically, you haven't left 
too early. <laughs> Theoretically, you've already built up your income in your coaching business or in your entrepreneurship um, where you, you know, your income isn't taking a huge hit, but if it has for whatever reason, or if you've been sort of maybe laid off because of COVID and the pandemic and all that, it, it's something to look into. So that's out there as well. And the, the benefit of that is each state offers subsidies. So in California, it's called Cover California, but every other state has something similar. I don't know what it's called, but it's, um, but every state has something similar. In addition to that, if you don't, you should always look at the, at the options always. I mean, why wouldn't you? The right. other thing that you can do just as an individual person is call, well, any of the health insurance carriers and get a quote from them. Mm -hmm. um, and generally the cost of the premium is going to depend on the level of benefits you're getting, your age, and whether you're insuring other family members, of course. So the older you are, the more expensive your premium is going to be, the better the benefit package is, of course, the more expensive it's going to be. So that requires a lot of research on your own. The better way to go about that, which is what I recommended to you, is to talk to an insurance broker. Mm -hmm. So there's an insurance broker who can work with any health plan that's out there. Brokers are licensed by each state. So they're going to be specific to where you are. An insurance agent works for one company. So they're employed by the company or they're compensated by the company. So it would be like a health net agent or a blue cross agent. They're only going to give you information and enrollment information for that company. A broker on the other hand has access to everything that's, that's available in your area. And again, state by state, and actually, because California is so big, there are some things that are available only in Northern California or only in Southern California. And you ideally should find a, a broker that is in your region. At the very least, it has to be someone in your, in your state. But it could, it could benefit you to have, find somebody in your own region as well. Because there are, I know for a fact, that we have in the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area, we have a regional health plan. It only applies to people who live in my county. It's only with providers in my county. It provides limited out-of-network benefits if you're like, you know, someplace else in the state or in the U.S., but it's really intended to be just local. So anybody outside my area would not have access to that. Any broker, excuse me, outside my area wouldn't have access to that, but she would have access to, you know, all the major carriers. So let the broker do the work for you. Yeah. They can explain what the exchange is looking like, what the rates there are, what the benefit structure means what you could get if you just went through directly as an individual and they can actually get you enrolled. Yeah. You have to do some paperwork. <laughs> it's all taken care of. You referred me to Sue and she has been absolutely amazing. I would absolutely tell anybody and everybody who's making this decision, start with a broker and allow them to like, they're the, yes. allow they, them to yes. do this work for you and provide yeah. the information. Yes. And not only is she going to be an expert on, Cobra and the exchange in your state, the benefits that are there. She's just, she's going to know how to walk you through all of that. I mean, I, I remember when I left employment and for the first time, and I was really nervous about it. And, uh, you know, I just didn't like, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know how to make the decision. And literally she just said, you know, if this is the, you know, if this is the plan you want. And she, I mean, she literally filled the form out online while I was on the phone with her. I think she got my credit card number and it was like done. I didn't do anything. It was so much easier that way. Yeah. So it really is something that's entirely possible and it should not be what keeps you from pursuing your dream of being an entrepreneur, of being out on your own. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, the first experience that I had with that being a, I mean, I just told you my experience with Cobra and everything, but when I was really thinking seriously about going off on my own and being an entrepreneur, because seven years ago, I was new to a sales job. I didn't know I was eventually going to be, I right. think me, it was always there, the idea of like working for myself, but I didn't yet believe it was possible or know what I would want to mm-hmm. do. When I did decide, wow, I really want to do this full-time health coaching thing, you know, and, and be like my own entrepreneur, my own boss. I did it for the first year on my own and had no idea what I was doing. And then I hired Gina. And mm-hmm. all of you who saw my interview with her yesterday, you know, Gina DeVee my coach. And the very first day that I ever worked with her, we were sitting in a hotel room in Santa Monica and there were eight women there because it was this intimate retreat. I hadn't signed up, you know, for her program or anything yet, but I had all my big dreams and my aspirations of what I wanted to do. And I was the first one. So she goes around the room and says, okay, tell me about you. What are you here to accomplish? And so I was like, I'm Nicole. I want to be a health coach and I want to leave my job. And so I can be a full-time, you know, entrepreneur. And she was like, okay, great. And though she goes on to the girl after me. And the thing I didn't say, because I didn't want to unload everything in that moment, <laughs> exactly what the girl next to me said. She goes, I really want to leave my full-time job too. And Gina said, why haven't you done it yet? She said, well, because I have, I have health insurance. And Gina went, ah! yeah. like, yeah. in her head back and laughed. And she was yeah. like, is that the only reason? And the girl was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. Oh, you're good. Yeah. And, and I was like, I'm so glad she asked it because I was nervous <laughs> to ask it or say anything about it. And when she said, I can't leave because of health insurance, I was like, yeah, me too. And then when yeah. Gina laughed, I was like, oh, okay. Maybe yeah. that's not such a big deal. And, and I, it, like, it just started to open me up to the idea that it's not a big deal, you know, and being around yeah. other entrepreneurs and other women who are working for themselves. It's like, well, if she made it happen, it's right. possible. Like, and you start seeing examples everywhere of like, these people aren't all wandering around without health insurance. They're obviously, they've got it handled. The other thing that just occurred to me too, is if, so if somebody has a spouse, always look at whether, what the expense is, you know, you're going to have a cost to have individual insurance by yourself or, you know, family insurance by yourself as an individual if you have a spouse that has the opportunity to purchase insurance, just compare the prices. Like what's the cost of your spouse adding your family to his or her insurance uh, versus the cost of getting on your own. I mean, it's, it's just part of the, the bigger analysis. The other thing that occurred to me too, is there are oftentimes professional associations that have for their members access to health plans. Mm-hmm. It may or may not be cheaper, but it's another place to look as well. Usually they're like the bigger associations. Like it's not just like the, local, whatever, but it's yeah. usually like a national organization will have coaches similar to the way they'll have like access to liability insurance at a discounted rate, that kind of thing. Yep. So if, if you belong to something at the national level, I would ask the question whether, you know, they have a broker that they go through and there may be a discount. So that's another place to look for opportunities, but it's not a, it should never keep you in a job that is no longer serving you good serving for you. you. Yeah. Fulfilling you. I mean, yeah. I, you know, your, your point about, you know, I would love to leave my job, except the health insurance. It's like that sort of like golden handcuff thing where you feel tied to something that's no longer like lighting you up. And that, the same thing was true with me. I, you know, I was making a ton of money in salary, you know, it was the same paycheck every two weeks. It was really nice no matter what I did or didn't do, or, you know, was on vacation, whatever, same paycheck. It was a lot of money and plus benefits, it no longer let me up. And I, but I felt tied to it because it was, 
you know, it was paying me well. And what I didn't realize was the cost I was paying in my freedom, my happiness, emotional, emotional balance, you know, my, yeah, I'm so much happier now, even when I make that money in other ways and in other places, because you're lit up, you're excited. You've raised your vibration. And when you raise your vibration, I used this morning on one of my, I did a talk on, on money mindset earlier today in a friend's group. And I said, it's kind of like when you don't have money mindset, you're below the fence. And then as you start to evolve and you yes. start to understand and expand, you're like, oh, I see other options. I didn't know. That's really what this is about. It's yeah. are you making a decision to stay somewhere that doesn't fulfill you, doesn't make you happy in the name of like the money you're getting, but right. when opportunities are created when yeah. you rise, when you go right. after your dreams, when you do what lights you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you, that this comes up I and mean, this is sort of unrelated to health insurance, but I live, I've been living in the Bay Area for about six years now, and it, it's really not for me. I don't fit in here. You know, I don't, people don't quite get me. You know, I have family up here, and that's why I came originally was I have family here. But it's just doesn't, it's not very fulfilling. And I'm spending so much on housing that, like, it limits what I can do in the rest of my life because I'm, I have a mortgage and an HOA payment and insurance and all that other stuff. It's like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, thank goodness for coaches who give us that ability to take like a little step back to say, okay, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, is this how I want to, is this really where I want my money to go? You know, and I, my existence to be, yeah. Like, am I here to just play it safe and like take the safe out until I die? Like, is this really what lights me up? Am I a contributor the way that my creator wanted me to be when I'm in this situation and I'm, I'm not, and we owe it to ourselves to ask those questions to ourselves or to hire yeah. and invest in the people who are going to ask them to us for exactly, us. exactly. And I think having someone to get that feedback from, you know, like that, just sort of like check out my decisions for me or check out my thinking for me, because, you know, as one of my, I have a mentor who I quote all the time, but one of the things she said was, you know, your best thinking got you to where you are now. Like, how's that working out for you? <laughs> like take the advice from somebody else, you know, take yeah. input and feedback from somebody else. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, right. I could do this differently. I could have I could I live in a different place. The Einstein <laughs> quote all the time that's similar to what you just said. You can't solve a problem that you created from the level that you created. Right. Yes. Like if you created the problem right here at this right. level, why do you think that you can see outside of that problem right. to solve it right. from the level that you're at? Right. Every level requires a new you. And so yeah. it's similar yeah. to that where it's like <laughs> we've got to become the person that we're looking to be and solve right. the problem from that place of expansion versus the place of where we're stuck right, right now. And it really is. None of us should do this alone. And none of us has to do this alone. You know, whether you're talking to your coach about a decision to leave employment or whether you're talking to a broker to help you, you know, walk through choices on your health insurance, we aren't meant to do this alone. And it's so much easier when we don't try to, when I don't try to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. When I understood, you know, Gina called it her success team yesterday when we were talking. I love about that. It. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that because one of my friends who I met through Gina's program too, her name's Michelle. She's actually going to be a speaker in here once we nail down a date, but she created something called her P-Core, her personal corporation. So it's a, it's a similar idea, but it's like you assemble the people, coaches, mentors, friends that, that are, you know, not just your friend to be your friend, but like yeah. you assemble your yeah. team. Yes. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that. So my, as we've talked about before, my, what I actually do for a living is leadership coaching. And one of the things I talk about is, put your team together. And 
a lot of us forget that your team isn't just like employees or your virtual assistant or your whatever, but it's also your, your attorney and your tax accountant and your coach and your mentors, your advisors, whoever those people are, like those people around you, God, they're invaluable. I mean, absolutely. They're they're so, it's so important. And I think like when we expand our definition of what team is, we realize one, we probably already have a team, may not be the best team, may not be the team you need, but you probably already have one. You have one. Yeah. But like you said, it may not be the team. Like you may just have people around you that are functioning as your team that you didn't intentionally pull in. Right. Like for years I had in a, an accountant who was uh, my dad's cousin, like he was a CPA. So he was like a real tax person. And he wasn't like just some guy, you know, (laughs) but he thought in little boxes. And when I ask him questions, he shoots me down and he, you know, it's like, he's my cousin. So, you know, I'm fond of him. He's going to stay in my life, but maybe he's not the best person for my team. Yeah. So you start thinking about who's your team. And I honestly, I think that a health insurance broker is a great person to have on your team. You know, again, it needs to be somebody, I mean, I would send everybody to Sue if I could, (laughs) but it needs to be somebody who is working in the state, in the region that you're in. So, you know, if you're, if you're in Nevada or someplace else, our suit can't help you, (laughs) but you know, the best way to do that, ask around. If you know somebody who's been an entrepreneur for a while, ask them, what do you prefer insurance? Who did you go through? Can you connect me with that person? Like exactly. That's how I found, that's how I found Sue was a a girlfriend of mine. When I said, okay, I need insurance. A girlfriend of mine who was off on her own said, Oh, here she is. And I've used her ever since. And I've referred other people to her as well. So like, that's the kind of team you need to assemble. You know, you probably already have some of those people, but, but look, look at that again. You know, I have, I have somebody, I'm doing uh, some work with a nonprofit, a girlfriend has established. And I realized like I'm on her team, like, Oh yeah. Hey, that's, <laughs> Oh yeah. All right. You know, she runs stuff past me. I rewrite her, whatever, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, this, I am on her team, you know, and now I get to use her on my team as well. You know, can yeah. you read this for me? Make sure I'm on, I'm on track right. here. Yeah. yeah. Our personal board of directors and what better situation to have in our life than a team of people who genuinely cares about us in a, in a way that trust their opinion. And you know, your accountant, your insurance broker, your bookkeeper, your coach, your mentor, Mm -hmm. maybe a family member, but I would honestly think long and hard and wonderful as family is there's a conflict of interest there in some ways. There is. And I think a lot of us too came from, I mean, I'm the first I'm the first person in my family to be an entrepreneur. Literally everybody else in my family has a traditional Monday through Friday, eight to five. Many of them are teachers, in fact, (laughs) you know, and they just can't, they don't, they don't get me at all. So I would agree for me, family is not on my board of directors. They are not on my board of advisors. They don't get me. And as much as I love my family, the other thing that I've learned is if I want to grow and expand, Band, then I have to challenge some of my beliefs, yeah. conditioning, and putting myself closer to that. Not that I'm not close to my family, but in those types of decision-making capacity, right. I need a different view. I need right. an expanded view, different from maybe what I've known my whole life. Yes, because where I came from, those people I grew up with and spent my whole life with, my limiting beliefs come from them. You know, and as much as I care for them. And my mother would laugh that we put the fun and dysfunctional, but I would argue it's not always very fun, <laughs> but it's certainly not. They got me to where I was and I was stuck and unhappy. And, yeah. you know, and it's, if we're the, if we're the, the average of the five people we spend time with, who are those five people going to be? Unfortunately, they're not going to be 
my mom or my sister, you know, they're not going to be those people. They're going to be the people well, who are achieving their dreams, who know, who are like better going for it. not. Cause then the time that you do spend with your mom and sister is quality time that you can just enjoy laughing and having yes. fun. Not, I have to make yeah. this serious decision. Can you help me make it? Like exactly I've got people for that. I've got extra yes. for that. Let's enjoy us. Right. It's just like the quote we just said, you can't solve a problem from the same level you were at when you created it. That's yeah. the same thing to me. Like if you want more of the same, go back to the, the same situations that got you there. Exactly. Exactly. But if nothing changes, nothing changes. Yeah. If you, you keep know? doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. And the same thing is true of if you continue to share ideas or get feedback from the same people you always get feedback from, no one's ever going to tell you that doesn't sound like a good idea <laughs> or change <laughs> no, it's kind of an echo chamber. It's more of the same stuff yeah. heard over and over again. And again, I'm not taking anything away from family and how amazing they are. I just feel yeah. like you owe it to yourself to make sure that you have your own personal board of directors and they don't all have to know each other. Like my accountant, no. know my medical insurance broker, but they're trusted no. experts that I can go to, to help me make decisions right. in my life. Yes. I think that's so important. And I, you know, and I'm so glad that you know, I have a, a community of people, you know, who are my, I mean, I have people who I coach, but I also have a people, you know, a community of coaches that I, you know, consult with and talk back and forth and we support each other. And I just feel really fortunate that we have that. And I think that, you know, it looks like the people in your group have each other in that same kind of way. And I think that's, it's invaluable. It's, and it's not something I think everybody on the outside has, you know, and when I was in traditional employment, we, we didn't have that. I mean, I actually got feedback once from my, from the CEO saying, you need to have people you count on, like that you talk to like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and she was right. Yeah. I, but I didn't, I came yeah. from human resources. So like everything we do is confidential. So I didn't talk to people about it because I wasn't supposed to right. forgetting that like in the abstract talking about strategic stuff and, you know, longer term stuff, of course I want advice from everybody. And I think that advice of like, find someone you can talk to applies to all of us. Yep. And somebody who's going to deliver the truth to you that like, isn't just going to be a yes person. Right. That's really going to consider things and not necessarily just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Like I remember I watched Tony Robbins once, listened to him or something a long time ago. And he was, you know, he's worked with pretty much everybody, I think at this point, and he's worked with a lot of presidents and I believe it was Bill Clinton that hired him. Yes, you heard this story. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And he said, you'll probably remember it better than me, but he more or less said, you know, I got to tell you, I'm willing to take the job, but you're probably not going to like what I'm going to tell you. And Bill Clinton said, that's exactly why I'm hiring you. Yeah. Love that. And to me, that says everything. Like you don't hire the people that are going to be your biggest fans and feed you what you want to hear. I need you to tell me the hard shit that nobody else is willing to tell me. Right. Be honest with me. And I think that, yes. And I think that, you know, like, as Gina says, you know, tell the truth in love. Like I'm telling, you know, I'll tell my clients the truth in a way that supports them. Not that cuts them down. You know, it's not like, Oh God, you completely screwed this up. It's more like, well, what if we did it this way? What if you approach it in this different, this different way? But it's, it is the, it is the hard stuff. Sometimes I have to have terrible conversations with people, but I do it because you need the information in order to make better decisions or good decisions. And I'm going to help you make them. I may tell you the bad news, but then I'm going to help you, you know, get through it. But I can also tell you too, it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> you know, like health, like health insurance. It's right. not as hard as you think it is. Right. You know? Exactly. And that's exactly what you did for me. And I was so <laughs> grateful for it because I just feel like it really helped me. It took a load off of an area where I felt like I was starting to feel like 
am I doing something stupid because mm-hmm. my conditioning started coming up again? Like, yeah, but that's yeah. the thing and that's the safe choice and that's the easy choice, but is it really right. the easy choice and is it really the safe one? And am I sacrificing my yeah. entire life and all of my dreams in the name of, and talking to you was just like, the first thing you said to me is it was more or less this. You don't need, like the decision of choosing insurance should not be the thing that holds you back from going after your dreams. Oh, good. That sounds really good. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> All I needed to hear. Thank you, Karen. And that I do, it was okay. And since then I've received confirmation after confirmation after confirmation from the universe in so many different beautiful ways that good. right choice. Good. Like, good. I'm so glad. I mean, I, I really, I think that, you know, that's what each of us, I mean, you know, we have, I mean, not in your group necessarily, but like in the world of coaching, there's so many different specialties. We come from all over the place, but I think we can always find the person who will say for us, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, like that's kind of, here's how you'll do it. And I've done it myself and I'll come with, I'll come with you and do it with you. You yep. know, like that's what coaching is about. You know, that I know I'm good at what I do. Is normal. Yeah. That mindset wonkiness is normal. That low point you're feeling yes. is normal. Yes. You know? But it's and also when it's good. And you hire a coach who's done what you need to do, you know, who like, so I can, when I say it's not that hard or it's, I had somebody, um, she had an, a, an issue with a, a team member and who had written a kind of a nasty email to her. She's like, every time I look at the email, I just want to throw up. And I think, well, I get that. <laughs> but when I read the email, it's not that bad. Like, here's how we'll solve, you know, like, this is easy. Step number one, step number two, you know, send me what you want to, you know, I'll rewrite this for you. And it's like, done in the space of an hour, you know, we're, with like all the pressure gone. It's like, I've done this before. I can do it with you. You know, that's what coaches do for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It. I love it. Thank you so much, Karen, for being here with us. Where can people find you? Cause I know I have to tell you all, Karen is here talking about something that she doesn't actually focus <laughs> on in your coaching business, but she was kind enough to speak to our group about this, because I know that what I'm going through, you know, what's personal is universal. So what I'm going through is something that either some of you are going through right now or will go through when you leave your jobs. And she, out of the kindness of her heart said, yep, I'm happy to talk about it. I have plenty of experience with it. So I'm happy to help your group. Yes. But what she actually does is something that's super valuable to us as well, which you already mentioned, helping people build their team because I think we all are starting to understand we are not meant to do that. You said, Brene Brown said it in one of the books you were reading earlier. I repeat this a lot. We are not meant to do this alone. And the sooner we understand that, the better off we'll be. The sooner we adopt and accept that belief, the better off we'll be because you are meant to build your success team for your business, just like you build your success team for your life. And that's one of the things that Karen helps her clients with. So where can they find you and how can they work with you, like whatever they're looking to do? Well, I am, I have a website. It's karenizel.com and you can contact me there. You can DM me here. The, um, as Nicole says, I help in entrepreneurs build their team, but also build their organization with, um, maybe strategic planning or creating a vision and mission statement, determining your, your organization's core values and sort of setting your setting your business off on the right foot so that when it's ready to, when you're ready to hire a team, you're ready to go. And the team supports you in your vision. And so I will put have questions, tag Karen in it. I just put yeah. karenzell.com in oh, the comments, but she's in our group tag her if you have questions. Yeah. And again, if it's questions about the health insurance, you know, as, as you've said, it's not what I do. I mean, I'm not an insurance broker at all, but I'm happy to answer any questions about what I've said or give you kind of 
you know, here's where to look in your state for something that's, I can be happy to do that. Thank you. That is kind and generous of you. And I, again, am so grateful to you for doing that for me. It was just a huge, you know, understanding game changer for me in a, in a very stress, already stressful period of like, I'm doing this and like having that conversation really took a lot of that off. And and I really, I'm so glad I'm so, and I was so happy to talk to you and I'm so glad that it helped. Yes, it did so much. So thank you. And thank you for being here. It sounds like we're going to have to have you here again so we can talk about team and how to assemble our team. I would love that. All right. Thank you all. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.